Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crappy Bag of Popcorn, the podcast where a random guest and I talk about so bad they're good movies to see what gives these films their staying power. I'm Rachel, the host of this podcast, and today I'm joined by Caroline. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Caroline Cherry Averett, and I might be the biggest Kissing Booth fan. Yes, so this week's episode is 2018's The Kissing Booth. It was released on Netflix, I believe in the summer, and we're going to talk about this really awful but really funny teen rom-com film. So there we go. Let's get into it. The movie opens in the hospital. (laughs) Because we're introduced to our main character, Elle, and her best friend, Lee, who were born at the exact same time, on the exact same day, in the exact same hospital. They were, I mean, star-crossed best friends, I guess. And that's going to be, I hesitate to use the term running theme in this movie because I don't think it has a lot of themes. But it is definitely something that the characters talk about a lot. Yeah, the, it's the most awkward opening montage, mm-hmm. and it's just emotional whiplash. It really is, because it'll go from, like, a really funny scene to, oh, her mom has cancer and is dying, <laughs> and then it goes right back to her getting sneezed on in the face, which, speaking of which, you know, she tries to have, it's a whole thing how she hasn't been kissed yet, and it is revealed that she was going to have one, But the dude who she was going to kiss, he sneezed in her face. And I don't know if you have seen the hit film Gentleman Bronco, but it reminded me of a scene in that movie where the main character tries to kiss the girl of his dreams, but he gets really nervous. And so he just throws up on her and they kiss anyway. No. (laughs) She's getting nervous, (laughs) y'all. But it reminded me a lot of that. I was just like, oh, no, this is going to be one of those kinds of movies, isn't it? (laughs) So we have that whole montage, and another thing that I thought was funny, she goes, I got my period, finally. I'm like, what girl looks forward to that? Like, that's my question. It's funny, too, because she just wakes up, and she knows. She just knows. (laughs) So again, her best friend, we should talk about her best friend, because he will be a big character in this. His name is Lee, and they love to dance, apparently. Like, they're huge Dance Dance Revolution fans. Yes. Dance Dance Mania is what they call it. Oh maybe. my gosh. Oh yeah, because, you know, DDR is, what is it, copyrighted. So they're they're huge fans of that. They're, they've been going to the arcade since they were like, what, six or something? So that happens, and again, we're introduced to their friendship, and they're hanging out in the pool or whatever, and I just thought it was funny because this seems to happen in every single high school movie where they'll get a notification on their phone and like, guess what so-and-so just texted the entire school? Literally. Like, why do they not just say, look what they posted online? That would make so much more sense. It really would. And it's just like, because that's another thing with this movie is with some of the dialogue, you can tell they tried to make it how actual teenagers talk. I'm not saying they did a great job at it, <laughs> but you can tell they were trying, which I thought was funny. they If this movie has anything, it's effort. Yeah, yeah. A for effort. They were trying. (laughs) Because that's the other thing is like, I think this has, I think this movie has a lot of the makings of a good movie, if that makes sense. Like the cinematography, it's not bad. It's not great either. It's pretty average. There is one scene that we'll talk about later that I thought was kind of cool. The lighting's pretty good. The acting's not terrible. Like, I don't, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? I honestly think, like, because I've seen a lot of videos of the cast behind the scenes, I think there was chemistry with everyone. Like, I think yes. there was a good chemistry between the cast. I think it was just a really awkward script. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because I don't know if you know this, but 
the plot of this movie is based off a a teenager's novel that they posted on Wattpad, yes. which is a fan fiction website for all of you people out there. And after learning that, I was like, I can see where the pitfalls come from. Because it's just, it's very like, oh my gosh, you know, two people, one bed kind of plots or whatever. It's, it's just a lot of, you know, oh, I can't tell my best friend that I'm dating his super hot older brother underneath and they're like underneath the Hollywood sign and all this stuff and I'm like this is very after I learned that a lot of things really clicked for me yeah speaking of the hot older brother oh this my is gosh the scene where we meet the hot older brother yes Noah. yes Noah aka Flynn he prefers to be called Flynn and he's kind of a jerk I mean he comes off as like they tried so hard to do like protective older brother yeah and no. Well, uh. <laughs> I, I'm a Noah apologist. Oh my God. But, I, but I've seen this movie so many times that like, I when I first watched it, I felt the same way. Yeah. But now that I've seen it and I've seen the next two movies. Yes, because this is a trilogy, y'all. Yes. But he has some anger issues. But it's because Elle makes bad decisions and I'm also angry about them. <laughs> can you go into a little depth about that? Because I want to I hear your thoughts, because I, I can tell right now we are going to have differing opinions <laughs> on this. Well, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but I think the next thing is they go to their first day of school. Mm-hmm. And funny thing about them going on their first day of school is because Lee has to drive her everywhere. He pulls up and has no issues finding parking. Like, have you been to a school <laughs> on the first day? Everyone... <laughs> The line of cars, and I went to a small town. This is in L.A. The line of cars, huge. You are going to be bumper to bumper. People are not paying attention. People walking everywhere. And he's just like, oh, parking spot, and just pulls right in. But continue. But basically, she's getting ready for school, and they have uniforms. Yes, they do. So she rips her pants. And for whatever reason, she only has, like, one pair The rest are at the cleaners on the first day of school. Like, did you wear them over the summer? Like, why? Well, because you went to a school where you had to wear uniforms. So tell me a little bit about the inaccuracies of this. Well, their uniforms are ugly. (laughs) I don't don't even know how else to explain it. And they're very inconsistent. Like, different things and it doesn't make sense. But, like, yeah. I wore, like, navy pants or khaki pants to school. And I had, like, several pairs. Like, I had my favorites that I wore most of the time. But if they were dirty, I had other pairs. But I was thinking this, like, if I was in this situation, what would I have done? And Mm -hmm. I think I would have just worn jeans to school and said, sorry. She could have got her dad to be like, oh, like, I'm going to write this note that says she ripped her pants, sorry, and wear jeans. Well, because the dad literally says they're at the dry cleaner. I'll get them for you. I'm like, why don't you just go pick them up on the way to school? Yeah. So because she rips her pants, she decides to wear Literally the shortest skirt. Her ninth grade skirt. I really don't like. I have a skirt. I'm 20 years old, Mm -hmm. and I have a skirt that I bought in eighth grade that I still wear. Yeah. I don't think that from ninth grade to eleventh grade, it would be that different. Yeah. It's like she had that skirt in elementary school. It's so bad. So she's walking into school with this skirt, and everyone's looking at her because. It's kind of hard not to. But then this guy named Tuppen, who is the grossest man I've ever seen. He looks like a buff rat from Flushed Away. <laughs> and so 
he decides, oh, her skirt is short. Let me just go ahead and touch. Yeah. Let, let me just put my hands in there. Which brings me to like another point because I think this movie tried to have, you know, sexism and you know, sexual assault type conversation. It, it tried to have that conversation, I think. <laughs> and they just, again, didn't really just know. No, because when he does that, Lee is like, hey, man, what are you doing? And then Tubman's huge. Mm-hmm. So he's like about to hit Lee. And then Noah. He swoops, does hit him. Noah swoops in and takes the fight with himself, which, yes, he has anger issues. Yes. He was defending them. And Ella's like, Noah, stop. I would have let him do it. Yeah. Because that guy just sexually assaulted her. Yeah. Let him beat him up for you. So that's what you get. Literally. But this is what was the one thing I thought was realistic about this, because the principal shows up and he's like, all right, all of y'all are getting detention, even you, Elle. And I'm just like, that probably is the most realistic part of this movie, because it's just that is very telling of how a lot of modern school systems are, where it's just like, no, this is your fault for wearing that. Like, no. Yeah. This is not her fault at all that a guy can't control himself for two seconds when he's at school. Yeah, I mean, she definitely needed to be punished for that dress code break, but I think her and Tuppen getting the same punishment, mm-hmm. like, it should have, he should have gotten suspended. Yeah. For that, at least. Well, and let's talk about their punishment because it's like an hour of detention <laughs> and in typical teen rom-com fashion... We're passing notes in detention. Yes. It is so stereotypical because you've even got like the tired science teacher just sitting at his desk, falling asleep, watching a magazine while everyone else is just passing notes around. He's like, so Tuppen's passing her a note going, hey, how can I get your number? She's like, well, I've got an idea. So she passes it back to him. He sneaks out during the detention. She, he comes back in at the very end of it and he's wearing a skirt and a football jersey <laughs> and just having a grand old time. And one thing that I thought was funny is... Apparently, there's a yearbook kid that's going around this entire movie. Why he doesn't have an actual camera and why he's just using his phone, I have no idea. (laughs) Because I I was a yearbook kid and you were encouraged to use your camera, your phone, if you had it. But, like, it's a movie. I'm sure they're going to go stereotypical yearbook kid route. Just has a little camera everywhere. So he snaps a picture of it for the yearbook later, which that'll be an important bit later on. Right. And she's like, well, I guess I've got a date with this man now. Because, you know, that's very dateable material. Right. Like, seeing him in the football jersey and the skirt, like, I mean, how could you resist? Exactly. Exactly. But this is another example of how I'm a Noah apologist. Oh, my God. Because basically what happens is Elle shows up for the date Mm -hmm. and Puppin does not show up. He stands her up. And later they talk and he's like, Flynn said it wouldn't be a good idea if I showed up to the date. And he reveals that he's been telling all the other guys not to date her. Okay, that's toxic. But I think Noah was right for saying that Tuffin shouldn't show up to that date because he literally assaulted her. No, I am in agreement with that. I don't know what made her think, yeah, this is some quality dating and material. And he's not hot. Like, it, I, I don't even, I don't empathize with it. Like, again, he is a quote, away. ugly rat. <laughs> Flushed away, rat. Like, I don't understand why she's like, I cannot resist tapping. I mean, she's never dated anyone. So at this point, I'm sure she's just like, all right, anybody at this point. It doesn't matter. So, and again, we have the weird. One thing I thought was funny, because, you know, we reviewed Twilight last week. And 
I thought was kind of funny because it kind of mirrored Edward's character of how he's weirdly protective of Bella, but the way it's executed is not done very well because yeah. she and Ella Noah have that same conversation. And he's like, no, 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 I view you as like a little sister. I can't have people doing this. And it's just like, okay, dude, but she's also her own person. Like, back off. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yes, all for women empowerment, but Elle literally is the dumbest character, and she needed some guidance. She really did. She did. But, so, moving on, this movie is called The Kissing Booth, and I'm sure y'all are wondering, when does this, I'm gonna use infamous, infamous Kissing Booth <laughs> show up? Well, let me tell you how. Because Lee and Elle... They are like the president or co-captains of the dance club because of course they are. And to be clear, the dance club is just them hanging out together. It's not a real dance club. They just go to the arcade and play Dance Dance Mania together. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. That's it. And so they're like, well, we gotta... And we're doing this while, for some reason, Lee is trying is trying on like the worst Hawaiian shirts you've ever seen. They're trying <laughs> to talk about how to best raise money for their chair, their upcoming school fundraiser charity event thing. And they're like, we got to do a kissing booth. You blindfold people. People want to kiss all the hottest people in the school. Perfect. It makes money. Which, like, not a bad idea. I'll give them that. But that's where this idea comes from. And they're like, well, we got to start planning this out. We got to start asking around for people to participate at the kissing booth. Right. And they really need Noah. Because Noah is the it guy at the school. Yes. Every girl wants him. Well, and here's the other thing, though. They also have to get some girls for this kissing booth. And this is when we are introduced to the OMG girls. Yes. (laughs) And they get that name because their names are Olivia, Mia, and Gwyneth. And they, (laughs) I was like, listen, I will confess, I haven't seen Mean Girls, but I was getting kind of, they're trying to do the Mean Girls thing here. And it's just, just no, no. I'm not sure I don't know why they did it that way. And also, I really wish her name was just Gwen and not Gwyneth. Well, something else that I thought was funny about these people is you always see them walking around with, like, a banana and a giant water bottle. The biggest water bottle you've ever seen. And here's the deal. When that popped up, I was kind of thinking, because, you know, they're the quote-unquote, you know, conventionally attractive girls at school. So I was thinking they were going to attempt, keyword here is attempt, to do a conversation about how, you know, women and how a lot of them will have anorexic or bulimic behaviors to keep themselves, you know, conventionally attractive. That just didn't happen. It was just a character quirk. And I'm like, y'all never address that. It's just a funny little character thing, but (laughs) it was funny because she gets, they talk to her because, you know, after the whole Tuppen incident, the OMG girls are like, oh, we're best friends now. And they like, miraculous they like ate these bananas really fast while they were talking to her so much that they leave like three mario kart banana peels behind and then they just leave it's like in the voiceover ella's like when did they eat those but also i just don't know why there's so many details in this movie that just are so unnecessary yeah because there's one thing when you're very detail oriented about your movie because it makes subsequent rewatches incredibly fun and you're like oh my gosh now i can see where you know this character trait came from or where this plot twist was gonna go or anything like that and this movie just has i think details for the sake of having details but anyway so she's like all right we're gonna get the omg girls to do this and so but they also need to get noah how are they gonna get noah through the omg girls because she's like listen word on the street is noah has a crush on one of y'all 
and he wants y'all to be in the kissing booth. So she's got them roped in. They've got they got some other guys just roped in. So they actually get a lot of people involved yeah, with this. I don't know. If someone said, do you want to participate in my kissing booth? I'd be like, you couldn't pay me enough. No, you couldn't. I'd be like, no. But all of the hot people at their school were like, oh, sure, I'll totally do that. Which, here's the other thing. Again, they're the dance club. Like... <laughs> I don't know if you can see where I'm trying to go with this, but <laughs> there, you know, when I was in high school, there were certain clubs that, you know, the more popular kids frequented. And yes, we had a dance team. And if this was a dance team, I would 100% buy this. But it's a club where you go to the arcade. And I'm really having a tough time buying that all the popular people would want to participate in this. So they've got the OMG girls secured, but they have to still get Noah involved. So what better way to do this? There's conveniently a party on Friday, and right. he will be there. Yes. And she tries to, first off, it should be mentioned that Elle gets, Elle gets super drunk at this party. Like, right. <laughs> she comes up to the OMG girls and like, you want this drink? It tastes like green. And she's like, ooh, that does taste like green. So like, <laughs> all right. And she's like, okay, you have to go talk to Noah because, you know, you see him making out with that girl. Go talk to him and see if he wants to be part of the kissing booth. So Elle, in her drunken confidence, just walks up to him and is like, <laughs> hey, we're, you're going to do the kissing booth. And he's like, dude, I'm in the middle of something here. Right. <laughs> She's like, no, you're going to talk to me. And <laughs> finally, he just leaves because the the girl that he's making out with is like, the Easy Bake Oven's downstairs, bitch. And I don't know what that was supposed to mean. It could be a slang or something that I don't know. I'm getting out of touch with the youth, I'm perhaps. I'm really not sure. To me, I thought it was supposed to mean she was young, but they're all in high school. Yeah, I, I don't know. And this is when Noah, again, goes into big brother mode or whatever. He's like, all right, you need to leave. So he kicks her out, and but he still says, no, I'm not doing the kissing booth. This really upsets Elle because she's like, well, time for me to get super drunk. <laughs> to the point that she's like, Playing video games with people, and then she gets on, what is it, the pool table yeah, or something? Yeah, starts dancing on the table. Yeah, and just, well, here's the funniest thing. She's getting super, super drunk, and Lee sees all of this, and I'm just like, you didn't think once to maybe get her off the table, bring her somewhere more private, because she strips at the end of it, and yeah. here's the other thing. The yearbook kid is there again, and he takes a picture of her. I can yes. tell... Skipping ahead a bit, they use that photo later on in the movie. And I can tell you right now, if any yearbook staff pulled that, they would be in so much trouble because this is a minor essentially in her underwear, super drunk, tons of guys around her. And he's just like, yearbook. Like, that is not how that would work. That person would get kicked off the staff and that that yearbook would be in so much trouble. And how that's never really brought up is just or they just didn't make him a yearbook kid i don't know but but lee was a bad friend here because no, i'm just lee like he's the worst friend he's he is not a good friend the entire movie because i mean i i read a little bit of the plot overview of the other two movies and it, it's he kind of falls into the same pitfalls but staying here i'm just like dude you saw she was about to fall off and you're just like what if i just stared at her and whispered no don't do that like no go help her and I'm guessing this is where the Noah apologist comes out because exactly. he actually comes and helps her. Exactly. Someone's <laughs> got to look at her. And it's going to be it's Noah. It's going to be Noah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, Noah comes and gets her. He he takes care of her or whatever. And she wakes up in his room. She's like, oh, my gosh, 
I'm in Noah's room and he comes out of the shower because this dude showers and just walks around shirtless a lot. Because again, teen well, romance. I mean, of course. That's yeah. Why they hired him. Yeah. He has the muscles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but they have this whole deal and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm not wearing any pants. I need you to give me your shorts or whatever. Oh. So this is one of the great misunderstandings of this movie because <laughs> they're just like, okay, she needs her shorts because she's hiding behind his curtain or whatever. Like she's got the curtains wrapped around her. And he tries to throw her the shorts and she just no. decides now's a good time to just lean forward and no. she just falls, <laughs> takes the whole curtain with her. And we have the not really have, you know, you don't know what I'm trying to describe here, though, where it's just like they act like they're having sex, but it's just it's really just them just rolling around in a it, curtain. It's a painful watch. It really is. I remember watching this the other day and I was just like, okay, we're doing this now. And she's just like, oh my gosh, that was incredible. And so they finally get out of the curtain. She runs off and it's just, we get, we, we have this whole argument of, you know, you can't tell me what to do, Noah, and all that good stuff. We cut to high school the next day because again, they still need to make the kissing booth because apparently Elle and Lee are both in the woodshop class. So they've got to start making the letters for everything. I mean, I'll give them credit immensely qualified they know what they're doing in a workshop <laughs> but lee decides i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start throwing paint on l so she gets paint all over and she runs off and <laughs> this is the best part of the movie <laughs> do you want to just you want to talk about this scene so basically she's so covered in paint that she can't open her eyes she can't see she's stumbling through the hallways of the school and she just like walks into a locker room and it happens to be the men's locker room. I also love how she just strips in front of the sink. Oh yeah, she goes up to the sink. She goes, time to take off my shirt. <laughs> she's wearing a bikini top, but she's literally like plastered in dried paint. And like, she looks up and like the whole football team is just looking at her. And Noah's there, of course. And he's like, get out of here. And she's like, you can't tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want. You can't. And so then she like dramatically like drops her shirt into the middle of where all the guys are and like dances for them. And again, she's covered in paint. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not cute. Like it looks so awkward. And Noah's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And I was, I'm like, I'm with you on this scene exactly. because- I think any girl who, you know, ended up in the football locker room would be mortified. And I also don't know how you don't know you're in there because I was a yearbook kid again. So I would often like cut through locker rooms to get to certain events. And I have been in a men's locker room before. You can tell whenever you're in there. <laughs> how did she not know? That's my question. Truly head empty. She is just... <laughs> Noah is the only thought that runs through her mind, truly. No thoughts in that girl's head. But yeah, so this is the part where we probably need to talk about some of the friendship rules because again, we're, we're developing romantic feelings for Noah. But these, Lee and Elle have these, like what, 18 rules or something like that? Oh, there's, there's, there's so many so rules. Many. But the biggest rule, is, or not the biggest, but rule number nine is the one they reference all the time. Don't date your relatives. And naturally... This is just starting to cause some tension because she's like, I am in love with this guy, but he's my my best friend's brother. Like, what am I going to do? Right. It's like victorious. My best friend's brother is the one for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but don't worry. Don't worry. 
will solve this issue because it's time for the charity fair, which something I thought was funny about this charity fair is the whole thing is very well put together. And yeah. I don't know if these people have never been to a high school <laughs> sponsored event, but I can tell you right now, the majority of the stuff that you would see at an event like that would be poster boards from the dollar store. It is like incredibly high budget. Yes. And I'm just like, even the most skilled, I don't know, carpenter, craftsperson, whatever in high school would not pull something like this off. Yeah, and fundraisers are supposed to make money. No, girl, they cost a lot of money, evidently. <laughs> These do. Mm-hmm. So we have the kissing booth, and it's going it's going great, you know, because they blindfold the people, and so tons of people are just, they're making tons of money more than all the other booths combined. And so they're like, well, we need to get Noah up in here, but he's not showing up, shocking nobody, because he's been refusing to go this entire time. <laughs> they come up with the brilliant idea of, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll blindfold Lee because he's his brother, so it's technically the same thing. And naturally, everyone's upset. They're like, we didn't pay for this. We want Noah. OMG girls are like, well, you're going to pay for this because we're besties. So we're going to put blindfold you, and we're going to put you out there in the kissing booth. And so she gets shoved out there, blindfold on. She starts spewing to this quote-unquote random guy that she <laughs> has no kissing experience whatsoever. And everyone can hear her. Yeah. The right entire everyone. crowd is listening to her be like, I've never been kissed, but... I was trying to. This is so uncomfortable. It really is. But don't worry, guys. You know who the surprise guy is? You'll never guess. Shocking nobody. It's Noah. And he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm in love with this girl. And they. this is the scene that I thought was had some semi-creative camera work. Because they kiss and the camera starts spinning around them and then it'll cut to the kissing booth sign and the lights are blowing up. And I'm like, why are the lights blowing there up? There are literal sparks that fly. Yes. Very, <laughs> very symbolic of the spark that, that was created in that moment. And so true. The music is swelling and then they stop and it's just, she's just like, oh my gosh, I just kissed Noah. Well, first she kisses him and then she's, she goes, wait a minute. And then takes off the blindfold. Yes. Because she like, recognized who that was. It's like, how did you know that? <laughs> But he's like, oh, my gosh, I got to go. So he runs off and she's like, oh, my. well, because the other thing, Lee left in the middle of this because he is now dating. He's talking to this other girl named Rachel. So they're all off having a good time. So he didn't see any of this. So Lee is off hanging out with Rachel and it's starting to rain. They truly hit all of the cliches in this movie. It's so good. Because he's like, don't worry, I'll give you a ride home. So he hops, they hop on his motorcycle in the rain, the pouring rain, nonetheless. <laughs> and he's like, it's too dangerous. I got to pull over. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. There's conveniently a gazebo with flowers that they can pull into. And so he does the stereotypical, takes the jacket off, puts it on her, and they start having this romantic conversation or whatever. And she kisses him again. And then they just start kissing again. They're getting ready to go at it. But my favorite character shows up. The groundskeeper. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, what are you doing? Why are you, Noah, why are you taking girls to your hookup spot? And Elle's like, you took me to your hookup spot? What the heck? The rain has just magically stopped oh, yeah. after this because if, they, if this took place in the South, I would 100% believe it. I'm like, yes, that is exactly how Southern weather works. It'll be pouring down rain. And then two seconds later, the sun's out. They're in California. <laughs> I don't think the weather works that way. But she's angry and she's like, I'm just going to walk home. So she just starts jogging home. She does this quite a few times when she's mad. She's like, oh, I got to just run. I got I to gotta just 
run these feelings out or whatever, which I know that can be a common thing among runners because she is an athlete. But I just like how that's her go-to, leave me alone, I've got to go do a cross-country workout or something like that. Yeah, it's also like, this is not a small town. Like, they're in no. LA, so her being like, I'll just run home. No way, like, her house has to be far away. Yes, yes. But she's still thinking about him because she just, she's like, well, I've had a crush on this guy since I was like, what, 14 or something. She's right. she's in love with this guy. Right. She gets back home, she makes her pro-con list, and she's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta date this guy. I do. Right. I mean, what are the cons? Exactly. Can't even think of any. Can't think of anything except for, in all caps, he's a player. And I'm just like... <laughs> She's so real for that. Girl. <laughs> After this list, she gets invited to go to a beach party and Noah shows up. And here's the other thing. This is a different character. It's not Tuppen. I can't remember this guy's name. He's irrelevant. But he also tries to like sexually assault her because you can tell she's kind of getting a little tipsy. And he's like, here, I don't know what you feel. Come to the hot tub with me. And she's like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And she's very obviously saying, no, he's like, come on. And again, trying to have this conversation about consent and everything. But Noah shows up. To save the day. Again, beats the <laughs> crap out of this kid. And she screams. She yeah, she's screaming at him again. And he's like, don't worry, I'm going to get you out of here. And he goes, I'm going to take you where I don't take anybody. <laughs> I know a place. I know a place for real. <laughs> where, and of course, it takes place in L.A. Where else would you have your teenage <laughs> hookup but in front of the Hollywood sign? And when you say in front of the Hollywood sign, directly in front of the Hollywood sign. They're like right They're up under one of the, the L's. <laughs> yes, like right there. And I'm like, how is nobody there? And how did nobody see you? There's no way you're allowed to do that. Yeah, No. But they have this whole conversation, and he's, she's like, I'm in love with you, but we have to keep it a secret. So then they go at it under the Hollywood sign in front of the city line. And what I thought was funny is they just, like, wake up the next morning. Somehow there's blankets everywhere. I don't know how they got them. But I, <laughs> That's I don't, so true. I've never noticed that. Like, and she's just like, dang, that was a good night. And that's it. But, again, a point I want to harken back to, we have to keep this a secret. They don't keep it a secret. They, they go they go public public in quotation marks so quickly. Like that you can very clearly see them going on all these little dates across the city in school. Right, cuz we needed another montage. Of course, there's so many montages in this movie. <laughs> yes. Which like I get it, they're a great way they can be a great way to visually show how a character's relationships are deepening, but you're using it so many times. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, I, mean, I remember that was one of the first things I learned in one of my classes. They're like, you can use them, but don't overuse them. And this movie overuses them. Oh, yeah. But naturally, Lee is starting to suspect because while he's hanging out with Rachel, she's just not, Elle's just not around anymore. Mm -hmm. And it gets to the point where they're hanging out because Noah is working on his motorcycle. Yes, yes. Which they're hanging out at their house. Yes. As if... That would not be the easiest place to be caught. Well, and, like, Lee doesn't live there. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's the one they're keeping it from. There was not a lot of pre-planning that went into this, and you can tell. <laughs> but it's like, hey, I need you to go get me the wrench. It's up on the toolbox on the top shelf, conveniently. And I'm just like, listen, I have had to do, like, basic car maintenance before, and I'll tell you right now, you usually try to keep a wrench on you pretty pretty closely. But <laughs> you, you try, try to have all your tools near you is what I'm trying to say. So you yes. don't have to get out from under your car or whatever. And she goes to get the wrench. And I guess the stepping stool just fails or something because she just falls 
and just hits her head. And Lee hears, and he's like, oh my gosh, have you been hitting my friend? Because you hit a lot of people. And he's like, no, 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 she just fell, she just fell. And he's like, you really expect me to believe that? And Elle's like, no, I promise, I just fell. So Lee, he leaves, and she's like, go start the car. He goes to start the car, and I guess now they decide it's a good time to just have a very intimate kiss, because Lee comes back, (laughs) even though he was starting the car, so why he wasn't just waiting there, I don't know. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're dating my best friend. And he's like, have y'all been sleeping together? And they don't say anything. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't be friends with any of y'all. So naturally, this little friend group, friend group in quotation marks, falls apart to the point that Noah just doesn't show up at school anymore. Elle is completely by herself and Lee just avoids her. Oh, and the other thing I forgot to mention, it is revealed out of nowhere that Noah is going to Harvard. Oh yeah. Which... Again, for the to get into an Ivy League, like you have to be incredibly involved at school, it, just in so many things, whether and not just academically, but it's just everything that you can get involved in. You have to be a part of. And dude's just on the football team, and I was getting the vibe that he doesn't get the greatest of grades. Well, have you seen their multi-million-dollar mansion? That's true nepotism baby for real that's probably what happened but yeah so he's getting into an ivy league and when he drops an absence i'm like if i was going to an ivy league you would not catch me suddenly dropping in absences because you can't pull that no but she's super upset and then she conveniently remembers rule number seven you have to forgive your bestie if you give them ice cream and i'm just like that might have worked when you were six but I don't know. It's just, it doesn't work in this situation because you were keeping a secret from your friend and crossed a boundary that y'all had set. Yeah. I'm getting the vibes you disagree. Like, no, I don't disagree. I think, well, I do think that like the rule was inherently unfair because the only possible couple that could have been between the families Mm -hmm. was Elle and Noah. And it's pretty clear that they liked each other for a long time. Yeah. But she goes, oh, he'll be totally fine. I'll bring him this ice cream cone at school, which I'm not sure like where she got it. It does not work. He throws it away. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Good on him because... I don't know. And again, the rule is pretty unrealistic, but the idea of crossing a boundary that y'all had both set and very obviously hiding it and pretty egregiously crossing that boundary. If somebody did that to me, I would never speak to them again. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be like, get out of my life. Never again. So and so, yeah, so that happens. This is the point, though, where Elle is just in her room all by herself. She's so sad. Mm -hmm. So, so sad. But luckily, Lee and Noah's mom shows up because it should be mentioned that Elle's real mom did die from cancer as because we mentioned she got sick, but I don't think we ever followed up on that. So, yeah, her real mom is dead. And so Lee and Noah's mom is kind of a surrogate mother. And I'm just like, why is she not with her kids right now? Yeah. Also, the mom is Molly Ringwald. Yeah. And that really takes me out of the story. Mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. but yeah she does go to comfort Elle and she's like best friends always fight and I'm like I feel like this is a little bit this is very different intense. yeah <laughs> she's like well I know how to make Lee feel better because Lee apparently whenever he's sad 
he just goes to play Dance Dance Mania. Like, <laughs> that's his go-to I'm sad activity. So right. she goes in there, and there's, like, this game where you play as a plane, and she's just sitting there slowly and sadly pedaling, waiting <laughs> on him to show up. And he shows up, he puts the quarters in for player one, and he sees her, and he's like, all right. And he puts the quarters in for player two. And they have, like, the saddest, just a weirdest dance for a little bit. And in the span of, like, five seconds, they just, like, non-verbally forgive each other. And they just have a whole little dance scene. And I'm just like, <laughs> are y'all going to talk about what happened? No. no. No, we're not. So their besties getting is like, well, you know what's coming up, right? Prom. They're really hitting all the big high school big. events. And he's like, I know, you know, obviously Noah's not going to take you because he's you know, he's getting ready to leave. And she's like, well, can I go with you and Rachel? And he agrees. He's like, you know what? Yeah, you can go with us. So they're all going to prom together. They have just your stereotypical prom. But, and this is the part with the yearbook kid that I wanted to bring back because the theme of this year's prom was memories. And it, <laughs> it was at this point in the movie that memories by Conan Gray started playing in my head. <laughs> so they're going on this little tour of the memory theme and it's all the pictures that the yearbook kid took and a lot of them are kids just drunk or you know they've got the picture of l in her underwear and i'm just like that publication would get in so much trouble <laughs> you're like hey yearbook kid great job and i'm just like he took them all on his phone they're pretty low quality photos they're all kind of in black and white like truly truly pushing the memories vibe and then they turn the corner, replica of the kissing booth. Yes! Ellen Lee walk in and everyone starts clapping and cheering. And this is a significant moment because mm -hmm. Lee goes up there, he puts on the blindfold and like him and Rachel kiss and it's like this cute moment. And then guess who shows up? Could it be Noah? Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and so he's like, Elle, please, like, we come back to me. Please. And she's like, no. And it's in front of everyone, and so it's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why? And he's like, because I love you. And she just runs away. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That That's the end of her prom, pretty much. And so it's at this point where you skip ahead because we're kind of getting to the end of the movie right around here because guess what's, guess what's coming up? Elle and Lee's birthday. Same same birthday, like we said earlier. It's mm -hmm. the day after prom. Yes, because it kind of threw me off because Noah is like, oh, by the way, happy birthday, Lee. I'm like, when is it his birthday? Like, I just <laughs> totally forgot about that. So naturally, they're planning a birthday party, and it's a costume party. This this detail will be important for later. Oh, huge. <laughs> but they, you know, they have their little party. She and Lee make up or whatever. But it should be mentioned that Noah will not be at this party because he's getting ready to leave for yeah. Boston. He's got to go to Harvard. Got to go to his Ivy League. Mm -hmm. And she finally confesses. She finally talks to Lee and she's like, listen, these best friend rules we made when we were six, they're kind of dumb. We shouldn't have them anymore. I mean, fair. Some of them, I agree, are kind of dumb. Like the ice cream rule. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. And she's like... You know, we I can't live my life by these rules anymore just because, you know, I have feelings for this one guy. And Lee's just like, okay. No, she literally says, like, I love Noah so much. And if you can't accept that, we're not going to be friends anymore. And they've been best friends their whole lives since the hospital they were born in. Well, and the other deal is Noah and Lee 
are siblings. And I can tell you right now in a situation like that, typically the sibling will take the other sibling's side. Not always, but I don't know. It's just, it, it was so funny to me. And yeah. He's like, well, don't worry. I'll help you get him back. Now, Lee this whole time has been wearing a Batman costume. He's like, come on, we're going to drive. We're going to go find him. <laughs> so you think, you know, L and Lee are talking because, again, we've got Batman in the passenger seat. And she goes, I really just love Noah. I need to tell him. I need to tell him. And he goes, you just did. (laughs) (laughs) He takes the mask off. (laughs) And it's just, there he is. He's like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. And, you know, typical rom-com ending. And it gets to the point, again, he's got to go to Boston. So we're at the airport. And she's like, hey, you know. Don't do the stereotypical turn around and do one more wave because it's too romantic, even for me. And you want mad respect to Noah because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. He says, gotta go. He just leaves. The other thing I thought was funny, he's going to college. And all he's got with him for his college things is this one duffel bag. And none of his family saw him off. Yeah, none of them. Just his girlfriend. Yeah, just his girlfriend. Nothing. Like, typically... And again, when you move into college, you bring a lot of stuff. And he's just like, nope, this duffel bag in Boston, I'll be fine. And I'm just going to wear my blazer. Yeah, that's it. That's it. She's like, she's getting ready to leave. And she's like, I don't know what the future entails for me and Noah. Because it's kind of implying that she, that this relationship will not work out once it goes off to college. But she's like, whatever happens, I know I'll be just fine. And she rides his motorcycle off into the sunset. And the movie ends. And it was all because of a kissing booth. <laughs> yes, all the, because of the kissing booth. because of that. So this is the part where I kind of want to talk a, a little bit about the production of it. There's not, I couldn't find a ton on this, but there were a couple interesting bits. Because again, we did mention this was based off, that the script was based off of a Wattpad mm. story. And it definitely plays um, out and reads like one. It shows. The funny thing is, this movie was directed by Vince Marcello, who directed Teen Beach Movie 1 and 2. Slay. I have seen Teen Beach. I love that movie. It's so funny. Every once in a while, Cruising for a Bruise will just get stuck in my oh, head. And I'm iconic. like, I'm like, this is good music. And I think you can see bits of that too, again, because not only just with the beach party, but it definitely plays out like if Disney characters were allowed to cuss. Like, <laughs> that kind of is the whole plot of this movie, I feel like. Here's the funny thing. So this movie, it also came out on Netflix. And the chief content officer of Netflix was like, this is probably one of the most watched movies in the country. Maybe even the world. Literally. It's all because of me and my friends. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Well, because they base their rewatching based on how, or they base their watch views, you know, based on how many people rewatch it. And one in three viewers of this movie rewatched it. Yeah. How could you not? All of them were Caroline. Well, it was all me. I messed up the curve. (laughs) And it's because of you that we got two more sequels to this movie. (laughs) You're welcome, world. Oh, my word. (laughs) Well, here's the funny thing, because I understand that it was a commercial success. This movie got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I'm just like, what makes you go, yes, we need to reproduce this 15% rated movie. Perfect. I hate watching. I'm so serious. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a terrible movie, but it's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Well, then that's the whole point of this podcast. Discuss movies just like that. We're like, exactly. this is so stupid, but I love it. I think that pretty much wraps it up with this one. But one thing I want to ask you, you know, just kind of final thoughts on this masterpiece of a film. I've seen it about 30 times. Oh my gosh. I'm not exaggerating. 
So I've picked up on a lot of things over the years, but I think it is the most fun watch. It is a mindless, like, stupid movie, but like, it's just so fun. It's just like, it's so fun to watch. Like, I don't know. I, it's one of my favorites. I can't even stress that enough. I love it so much. So I'm guessing you would recommend this movie. Oh, to anyone. You're like, this This is a must-see piece of cinema. And there's two other movies. Oh my gosh. The second one's the best one. I would say I would recommend this movie for the most part. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. But this is something I would watch if I just really needed something truly stupid and mindless to put on and just needed to laugh at just people being dumb. So yes. again, hard recommend check out this movie so good. and according to caroline check out the other two Please. it's on netflix so if you have if you have netflix go watch this movie make go out and con continue contributing to this movie being the most watched movie in the country yeah. and maybe the world join the revolution oh the my gosh revolution <laughs> So with all that out of the way, thank y'all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Crappy Bag of Popcorn. Tune in next week for the next movie. It's a mystery. I never know what they're going to be, but you'll have to watch to find out. But if you have any movie recommendations, please send them my way. I am always looking for more movies to review. So y'all have a good day and happy listening. <laughs>